Hey there. Ever feel like you just need a break from the day-to-day of work, put on that out of office and be alongside peers learning from fellow nonprofits and industry experts on what they see working when it comes to fundraising, marketing, growing a monthly giving program, retention, everything that encompasses what you do? Well, if so, I have two events for you to mark down. June 4th and 5th is Donor Perfect's Community Conference Spark. It is for any fundraiser wanting to excel in donor management, program innovation, community engagement, and organizational growth, and it is free. So click the link in the show notes to register. And then an event that I have attended three years in a row is the NEO Summit, combining practical, actionable, and very data-informed content with also this really electric and immersive atmosphere. The NEO Summit is more than just a conference. It is a really fun and great place to get away from your desk and innovate your fundraising and accelerate your impact. So you can join hundreds of your fellow nonprofit professionals in Indianapolis in September on the 18th and 19th. And you can save $600 on your ticket right here. It is the lowest price available anywhere. So click the link in the show notes for both of these events. They are incredible. They put on an incredible speaker presentation, all tons of great resources for you. Invest in yourself and the growth of your organization by attending these two phenomenal events. With branding, it's a little bit tougher to measure. It's like, how do you measure impressions? Or like if you left a good feeling to someone or if you're connecting or resonating with someone. But really, when you see the results after the fact, that's when it's like, okay, something shifted and we're seeing the fruit of that decision. Hey there, you're listening to the Missions to Movements podcast, and I'm your host, Dana Snyder, digital strategist for nonprofits and founder and CEO of Positive Equation. This show highlights the digital strategies of organizations making a positive impact in the world. Ready to learn the latest trends, actionable tips, and the real stories from behind the feed? Let's transform your mission into a movement. Hey, hey, we are back for another incredible episode of the Missions to Movements podcast. And I can say that because sitting virtually across from me is Lauren Atherton, one of my favorite humans from the HeartSpark design. And we have worked together on numerous things. But one of my favorites is Lauren is my website designer for my monthly giving mastermind program. So whenever you see these beautiful designed websites for monthly giving programs know that Lauren and her team are the geniuses behind it. Lauren, I'm so excited that you're here. I'm so glad to be here. So overdue, I feel like. And Lauren (laughs) just told me she has really exciting personal news going on. She's buying a house. So there's like so much happy energy and joy coming into this conversation. This is going to be like a chat episode where we're just excited about life in general. (laughs) I know. No better way to be, right? So snaps snaps for Lauren and her family and her new home, which is so thrilling and exciting. Lauren is a whiz at all things design and branding. And this is a topic that I think just continuously needs to be talked about because no matter the stage that personally you're in or as an organization that you're in, there's always something that we can be massaging when it comes to our branding and our design. They are, in my 
opinion, website especially, is in branding, is living and breathing all the time. So Lauren, I really wanted to kick off like with a pick your brain kind of question. (laughs) And it's something that I did, I want to say when I was four years into my business, I went through a rebrand. I just didn't feel like my website, my colors, I didn't change my logo completely, but I did change the colors. I didn't feel like it was speaking to who I was. Like, when do you feel an organization really knows that they're in need of a rebrand? Yeah, that's a great question. So one of the things, especially when you hear brand, is we think of like logo, fonts, colors, like that's the essence of what a brand is. And it's actually much bigger than that. So there's some signs that you'll start to feel or see in your organization that you're like, hmm, that feels weird. Maybe that's a marketing problem, or maybe that's a fundraising problem. And it could actually be a branding problem. And when I say branding, it's really the relationship between your nonprofit and your audiences. Now that's donors, supporters, beneficiaries, volunteers, staff, like it covers everything. (laughs) And I don't say that to make branding sound like this all important thing. It's just how we communicate and build a relationship with who we're serving and who we're locking arms with and working with. And so some of the signs that you'll start to see or experience or feel, and you're like, okay, maybe it's time to take like a deeper look into the brand is if people within your organization don't have a clear idea of what you do, or if they have a different explanation for it. Sometimes there's just confusion and it's like, well, that's somewhat true, but that's not really it. Or maybe you're getting interest from new donors and you're like, they think that we're doing one thing, but we're not. We're over here doing something different. And so there's just confusion in general. Another more practical thing is donor retention has plateaued. If you're not seeing new donors or if it's like, it's very surface level, there's not really much activity happening, then that can be a sign as well. As well as just feeling embarrassed about how your website or your design looks or your writing, you're like, this just doesn't sound good. It sounds jargony. And it's just like, doesn't sound like us, then those are all signs that it could be a deeper problem. And that doesn't mean it's like super complicated to fix it. We just have to bring everything back into alignment. And what I'll usually find, it's funny you said four years, usually between the five to 10 year mark is when we'll hear from nonprofits that's like, hey, we launched, we got off the ground, now we're growing. And oh no, like there's all of these rogue outliers that like we have to bring back into alignment. And typically that's like the perfect time to go through a rebrand or just a brand refresh if you want to keep your name and your logo, but you just want to bring like messaging and design into alignment. There's all sorts of ways to kind of nuance the process. No, and that's so true. I mean, a lot of things shifted in my business. I mean, I went from being basically a social media agency to now more right doing this podcast and being a speaker and having courses and my focus completely shifted in what I do. And to your point, like it wasn't reflecting what it originally was, which is true. That five to 10 years is really interesting. I love examples. Do you have an example of an organization that you went through a rebranding process with and what results did that yield for them? Yeah, that's a great question. So I have two examples that come right to mind. One is a mutual client that we worked with to actually set up their fundraise up account, Children Striving Together, Christy McDaniel out of California. So Christy has worked with youth in California and LA County for, I think in March, she's hit 
10 years, which is awesome. Like, yay, Christy. She does extraordinary work. And she came to us, I think it was in 2019. I want to say like October, 2019. You helped us set up the Fundraise Up account. And then we refreshed their website. We kept their logo the same. It was known in the community. It was like, hey, if it's not broke, don't fix it. (laughs) Like, leave it alone. But we went through the process of refreshing their website, giving them a more consistent brand style, brand identity, and then also worked on their messaging. So gave them a little bit more personality and really honed in on some keywords. So that way it'd be better for SEO, that people could understand what they were doing and like get picked up on. This is one of my favorite stories because with Christy, so she'd been doing amazing work for years. Like she was killing it. <laughs> but her website, it was really focused on events. And if you didn't know who Children's Driving Together were, then you don't really know. Like when you went to the website, it was kind of like, okay, like I can join an event, but that was kind of it. You weren't really clear on what you needed to do next. So in June 2020, Nike launched a Black Community Pledge, which they wanted to give grants to 54 recipients, nonprofits in LA County that focused on at Promise Youth who help with education, mentorship, community. That's exactly what CST does. And so what was awesome, and again, I give full credit to Christy because she was like doing this work already. But what I love about the story is that after the website redesign, CST was an easy choice for Nike because it was like, oh, at Promise Youth LA, mentorship, education, like that's what we want to do. And so they won the grant. They were one of 54 nonprofits to receive the grant. Incredible. And it was like complete alignment where you just see that. And it's like, that's, I mean, the dream story that everyone's like, how do I get in front of Nike or a celebrity? That's awesome. That's super cool because I'm sure Nike was inundated with grant applications. And the first thing somebody's going to go to is I'm sure a website to do their research. And if you're making it difficult to see that alignment, then it's going to be an easy pass. Yeah. When Christy told me that story, I was like, oh my gosh, that's amazing. You know, like celebrate. I mean, that was all the work that she's done. But just because we clarified, got really aligned and like, hey, your homepage, this is for people who have no idea like who you are or what you do. And we want to get their attention and help them get it right away. So it's like keywords, images. I mean, she had all those assets. We just had to align it with her design yep, and her messaging. I mean, since then, she's had really great website analytics as well. And so I think site sessions 2020 to 2021 were up 262%. Like unique visitors up 263%. Donors are up four times. I mean, it's just like, it's hard to quantify what branding is. And I think that's why a lot of times the nonprofits kind of skipped over. It's like, ah, okay, marketing, you can measure. Like design, you, you know it looks good or you don't. But with branding, it's a little bit tougher to measure. It's like, how do you measure impressions? Or like if you left a good feeling to someone or if you're connecting or resonating with someone. But really when you see the results after the fact, that's when it's like, okay, something shifted and we're seeing the fruit of that decision. Yeah. So that's one of my favorite stories. And if you want to check out their website, childrenstrivingtogether.org, they're amazing. Christy's amazing. So that's more of like the dream story, dream, oh my gosh, like 
you got Nike, what in the world, you know? And I will say like, just because you get that sponsorship doesn't mean that your nonprofit then goes from like zero to celebrity. You know what I mean? Like Christy still has to do all of the amazing work and her team of, you know, serving youth every day. And that's what they're passionate about. That's what they love. But then more internal change that I love to hear is a client that we worked with out of Texas, Shine Performing Arts Studio. And we worked with Claire last year to refresh their brands. We did a logo update and their website. And when we worked with Claire, her biggest transformation was like, she just didn't feel confident in understanding like what her nonprofit, she knew it, she was the founder. So she knew, hey, we help students in Plano, you know, get world-class, basically, theater experience to be able to go on and have a successful career in theater. And, you know, what was amazing is that when we worked with Claire, we cleaned up all of the external-facing stuff, your website, you know, logo. But also, Claire, we had a conversation last week, and she was like, I got a deeper understanding of who we were in the process, and I was able to communicate to consultants, to our team, because I knew what our brand is about, then I could communicate it and like, no, it's not just made up that this is actually something that makes sense to other people and communicate it with confidence. And so, yeah, to me, that's another great story that they've seen great website traffic donations are up too, but giving executive directors and leaders and founders the ability to like understand who they are and like own it. Yeah. It's amazing when you're working with somebody that's a third party and is able to help pull out certain answers for you and ask questions that you might have not been thinking about, or it's been a while since you thought about them. And I know you do that and you have a brand assessment that you go through with organizations. And there's also a website assessment. And I mean, both of these projects took website redesigns into consideration. And If someone, if a listener is like, I think we might need an update, not sure. When you're doing a website assessment, what are you looking at? What is that process? Yeah. So we try to look at website and when we do a brand assessment too, is like very objectively to look at what you have right now. And we look at basically the goals of the site. Do you want to get people to volunteer? Do you want people to donate? Is this just general awareness? Like what is the goal? of your website. Then we do just a first impression, like gut check. Like, okay, when I look at the site, do I get it right away? And I try to keep my brain as out of the weeds as possible. So that way it's like, okay, if I'm looking at this, like just any old average Joe looking at your website, how does it make me feel? What are like the images? What are the photography? What's the messaging? What does that all look and feel like? Then we look at the key actions. So that's like donate buttons or, okay, do you have your different programs on the homepage or different ways people can get involved? The overall website structure. So like, what does your main navigation have in it? Can we simplify that so that it doesn't distract from anybody or bucket some topics? And we put all of this into a written report. So really, when someone does an assessment with us, we can take it or they can take it, create an RFP out of it, or they can go, okay, this is what needs to happen. We have the team to do it. Check, 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 you know, like go through and check everything off the list. We also look at content, analytics, and tech. And so tech being the software platform. So looking at, okay, are we using 
a legacy platform that isn't really doing you any good? Are there ways that we can integrate your donation platform so that way people don't have to click off to go ahead and donate? And so just the website overall, and it's like a 360 look at all the pieces. And since we do websites all the time, then we recommend, hey, here are quick wins. Like, remove home from your main navigation, get a picture up in the main header area and your mission statement or a key sentence (laughs) that tells what you do. And so just basic, like simple wins. So that way, like one of my things I'm really passionate about is I never want a nonprofit or someone to be hung up by the agency that they work with, that you have to wait for me to make any changes to your website or do anything. Like you should be able to make those changes and like feel confident that you're going to see results just from implementing little things. And then we'll also provide an estimate. So, hey, if you don't want to do this yourself or if you need help, this is what it would cost to get that done. And typically, you know, with a website assessment, if anything, it just helps you know which direction to go and it's practical. So it's not like, oh, you need like all the theory. It's just, you know, one, two, three, four, five. Here are the main things that you can do to start seeing results. That's so helpful. I love that. Publishing social media content manually is a hassle. And having one place to view all of your analytics is truly a game changer for easy reporting. And the best part is I have a free option for you. Later is the leading visual social media marketing platform for Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, Pinterest, and TikTok. So you can plan, you can analyze and publish content, including reels using Later. Two of my favorite features are that you can search for user-generated content with hashtags and know your unique best time to post so you can schedule in batches. There are a bunch of other cool features But again, the best part is there's a free account option. So go ahead and sign up, get your free account, stop doing all the hustle, posting manually, go to try.later.com backslash positive equation. That's try.later.com backslash positive equation. I just did something not with branding. Well, kind of similar. I hired a publicist to help me draft pitches to go out for speaking engagements and for other podcasts. And she did an assessment of me and my brand and what I talk about. And when I would speak with her about the different keynotes that I give, the things that she pulled out versus how I had explained them was so much better. And she's like, it's because you A, it's just an outsider's take always is beneficial, but she's like, you're not truly projecting what you are giving and what you're providing with these. And it was so powerful. And in that case, similar to an assessment, she wrote a couple sample pitches, but I still have to go out and do all the rest. But again, I could choose to hire her to do them for me if I wanted to. And I wanted to touch on two things that you talked about. One, Listeners, if you go back, if you did not listen to episode 59, it launched in March. It's called One Website Update That Can Drastically Improve Your Conversions. And Lauren and I work a lot on this in the Mastermind program. And 
I try and be just as a hint teaser to the, it's a short solo episode that I talk about your copy within the buttons on your website. So that's just a hint, hint teaser, one update that you can make that's simple. Go back. It's episode 59. You can check it out, release in March. The second thing that you touched on is on the tech side of things. When you are working with organizations, if someone's building a site from scratch or if they're looking to move because it's difficult to make updates, CMS means content management system. Which ones do you prefer and like to work with the most? That's a tough question. So it depends. So typically for organizations that are just getting started and they're like just getting into building a website, I will 95% of the time recommend Squarespace. And that's because it's easy to update and it's easy to set up. The SSL certificate, your domain, your analytics, everything is built in. So it's really like a turnkey, low-cost solution. So if you're just getting started, don't worry about WordPress or all of these fancy plugins and things. Like, just go on WordPress Squarespace. confuses me. <laughs> yeah, but I will say, like, if you've hit, like, the 5 to 10-year mark or if you're a bigger nonprofit. So Squarespace works best with, like, 20 pages max. And you can have blog posts, shop, membership area. I mean, there's definitely some perks to it. But once you hit that 20 page mark, you really need a system that allows for more integrations. And like, it's just more robust. And that's where I recommend WordPress. So once you hit that point, typically with WordPress, I recommend the Elementor page builder because it feels the most like Squarespace where you can drag and drop and move things around. You can add some custom code. But once you get into WordPress, I mean, it's just another level of investment that, okay, then you need hosting, then you have plugins and you're starting to get more complex. So in the beginning, don't worry about that. (laughs) Like just get your website up. One page, one page is fine. Like even Fundraise Up integrates with Squarespace and is so easy to update. But then, yeah, once you get more advanced, then it's like, okay, we need a platform that can grow with us. And that's when I recommend WordPress. An in-between option could also be Wix. It's growing on me. I never thought I would say that, but it's still a little bit fumbly with design. But there's ticket option in Wix, membership area, shop. I mean, there's definitely some features that I'm like, ooh, that's really nice for nonprofits. And I love going through their analytics. They have like reporting and like recommendations that they do that you can just like click a button and it it's pretty cool. Like that's probably my favorite part of it. And those are the main three that we work in. There's a few others that work well, but we don't see many nonprofits with them. So I would say those are the top three. Now if you're in a legacy platform like we had a call with a client last week where they were using nonprofit soapbox, or we had a client out of Florida that they were using Dreamweaver that they could not update their site. And if it's wow, that I difficult, heard Dreamweaver in forever, <laughs> and it was holding them back. And so, to me, if you're starting to feel that tension of like, oh, I can't get in and do anything with it, like my marketing agency or my partner won't get back to me on it, like I'm stuck, then it might be time to switch to a Squarespace or if you're further down the line, maybe a WordPress. But you know, get a platform that works for you that you can update, that you don't have to worry about breaking, you know, and really switching over your domain is not as complicated as it seems. And most 
hosting providers will guide you through that process. So it doesn't have to be, and honestly, like you can pay us for two hours (laughs) to do that for you (laughs) and we'll connect. I would say that is one of the biggest things I hear is I'm so intimidated by the back end of my website. I don't want to break anything. And that should never be the case. That should never be the case because you never want to feel that way when you know that you need to go in and make some updates and not have to be reliant on a third-party team to do it. I think that's such a crucial point, and which kind of segues nicely into a kind of DIY method that you've put together, which is brilliant, and I just love the name of it. It's called the Matchbox Method. So Lauren designed one of, I think, the first really like branding course of its kind, which is meant to teach really practical, tangible, branding strategies specifically for nonprofits for your organization to connect with more people. And you have this three-part framework that I would love for you to break down for us, starting with the shared identity system. What does that entail? Yeah. So really, I mean, the whole course itself, and there may be something else out there, but I'm not aware of it. I think this is one of the first branding courses of its kind. And I'm kind of like, uh, like to say that is a little <laughs> scary, but overall, you know, I own re- it. yeah, I'll own it. So one thing I've always been passionate about is helping nonprofits understand themselves, like understand their brand and how to communicate with confidence. And one of the things that, you know, in our sector, trust is a big factor and it's definitely a big tension point with a lot of nonprofits. And Building trust, to me, one of the ways that I feel like as a professional graphic designer, as an agency owner, is to help nonprofits understand that trust can be affected by your brand. And I feel like, you know, one of the ways that we build trust in relationships is through this process that's like curiosity, connection, and commitment. So like someone's curious about you, that's your first impression. Then you go into connection where like, how is my nonprofit going to help them get what they want, get my audiences get what they want? And then commitment. And a lot of times we think commitment is like, oh, they're going to donate, you know, like that's the big commitment, but it's a bunch of little commitments that actually make and build trust. And so what ends up happening in nonprofit, and again, like this is totally understandable, right? As we go like, okay, and curiosity, I can affect my name, my logo, my colors, and I can affect commitment, like my website, my donation platform, like I can fix those two ends of the spectrum. And what ends up happening is we skip over the connection piece. And that's where we're starting to kind of feel this tension of like, okay, I'm telling a story, but I don't know if it's connecting. And well, I don't really know how to communicate what I do. And so we're missing the most critical phase of branding. And so actually in the matchbox method and the shared identity system, we start with that connection point. And we start with, okay, how does your audience, how do they feel about your cause and not your nonprofit? How do they feel about like the problem that we're affecting? And once we get to that root, and then we can figure out, okay, how does our nonprofit actually help alleviate and solve that problem and help our audience feel better about it? And when I say audience, it's not just your donors, it's your beneficiaries. How are you helping people improve their lives or animals or the environment? And then there's actually, and this is 
from Obsessed by Emily Hayward. She talks about- I have it right here. I love that book. Me too. She talks about this idea of like a sense of self and a unifying belief. And so one of the things that we want to get to in the shared identity system is this unifying belief, this overlap between what our audiences want and then what our nonprofit does. And then there's actually a little like- star in the middle and we'll go through all of this in the course anyway these are things that I've been fascinated I've been marinating on for months if not years and I'm like how do you distill this down to make it so simple and like literally mad living (laughs) how this could work and yeah so then finding that one unifying belief that's like okay no matter who you are you're aligning with our organization in order to achieve, and typically it's a vision. It's like, okay, the vision of the future, that this is what we are rallying behind. And it doesn't have so much to do with your nonprofit. And the other brilliant part of it is then with that unifying belief, you can align with other nonprofits and other organizations and other sponsors, because we all believe that that vision is possible, that future is possible. So yeah, so that's just part one. (laughs) That's amazing. Okay. Mind blown. But honestly, I mean, a really crucial, important, I don't think you can do the other ones until you start there. No. And it informs everything else because it's like, okay, if this is the vision of where we're going, then we have our mission, our mission statement. This is how we're accomplishing this day-to-day, that vision, that unifying belief. And it's all like strategy. Like this is all brand strategy. But a lot of times when you say that, people's eyes glaze over. They're like, strategy. Okay. What does that mean? You know, but I feel like getting into this idea of like shared identity, like we are, and I know Clay Buck was just on the We Are For Good podcast talking about giving as identity. And that episode is so good. And just this idea of like, when we give or we do anything, we believe something about ourselves by taking an action. And so like tapping into that and then having your nonprofit be the guide through that process, it just makes all the difference. And we've seen that even with our HeartSpark clients is walking through that process. And like, this is the core of like how you connect with your audience. And I think that's so important to get because yeah, then curiosity is easy. How do we peak curiosity to get there? And then how do we ask for commitment? Once we have that central piece, it really all comes together. So cool. And then you go into spark sequence. Yeah. So the spark sequence is really the curiosity building elements. So we talk about name, we talk about logo, we talk about design, voice and tone. These are your brand identity pieces that help to get attention. And being a trained graphic designer, this is probably my favorite part of the course. And we're just going to keep it really simple. We're not going to get into all the design theory. It's just like, Once you have that connection point, just having a simple brand that doesn't distract people, that's all you need. It doesn't have to be fancy or like all the bells and whistles. And then bringing that connection point through to your brand identity. And then we finish with frictionless funnels is what we call it. So like basically, you know, what is your digital presence? How do we set that up in a way that it's just simple, like website, email, donation platform, social media. And so like just the basics. I think that's been the biggest struggle writing the course is like not shooting for the moon and doing everything. But yeah, those are the three main pieces of the Matchbox method. And then there's a couple of freebies and 
bonuses that we'll put in there as well. But yeah, I'm amazed at how, I mean, it's a challenge. I'm up at 5 a.m. every day to write and like just put in the time, just write one lesson a day, but it's just flowing. And I'm like, oh my gosh, this is really working really well. And so, yeah. You've been doing it for years, but I know how difficult it is sometimes to put thought like to paper and then teach it and have it be something that is going to be understood. So listener, if you are interested, this course is going to be incredible. You can go to matchboxmethod.com or just heartsparkdesign.com and you'll be able to find out more details. We'll link both of those links in the show notes and it's going to launch in May. But I know you have some webinars, you have some resources that are already available if somebody wants to go ahead and dive in. And then we'll talk about where to find you and all that good stuff to keep in touch. We already love the same book of Obsess, which everybody should go check out. Are there other podcasts or books that you're reading from a professional development standpoint? Ooh, I just finished Made to Stick by Dan and Chip Heath. I don't know if you've read that one. It's about like how ideas stick in our brains. So good. It's so good. And I've actually been getting more into audiobooks than podcasts lately, which is anyway, it's just fun to like listen to it and hear an, a narrator go through it. And then I think next up, I'm going to read this book by Rory Sutherland. It's called Alchemy, but it's basically, it's called Alchemy, the dark art and curious science of creating magic in brands, business, and life. So I'm looking forward to that one. But typically podcasts, I mean, we are for good, your podcast. But if I need a good laugh, I tune into Smartless. That's yes. my like, I want to <laughs> laugh out loud. And I think you posted about it. That's how I first heard about it. Oh my gosh. Listeners, if you're not familiar with Smartless, this is Jason Bateman, Will Arnett, and Sean Hayes, three. I did not know they were all best friends, but they're three best friends. If you don't know who those people are, Jason Bateman, just a memory is Ozark, Star of Ozark, Sean Hayes, Will and Grace, Will Arnett, Arrested Development. And I mean, they've done obviously so many other things than that, but that's just like what comes to mind. But the funniest. So funny. And they interview <laughs> celebrities. So it's just, it's just silliness. And it's, I mean, it's a little vulgar, but it's just, I mean, if I need a good laugh, like after this podcast today, I will probably just go listen to it because it just makes you laugh and it's just light. I don't know. It's so good. So enjoyable. So we listen to it on road trips all the time. Oh, that's a good idea. Yeah. Yeah. Everybody go check out Smartless. Yep. We're going to give them so more good. millions of listeners. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I also love asking as we wrap, what is one thing that you would like to ask for help or support on from the listeners? Hmm. I mean, Matchbox Method has been a passion project of mine, but I would love... I love getting honest feedback about any phase of the process. And like, if you join or you listen to our mini course, if you listen to the webinar, like, let me know if you've tried, you know, what's actually being taught and like go through the process and like give feedback that's like, hey, this helped me or this was confusing. So yeah, I think, you know, going to matchboxmethod.com, this is the first launch of it. I'm sure I'll continue to iterate and just make it better over time. But that would be my one thing for support. And yeah sign up at the Matchbox Method. We all want that. I will tell you the times where I get a LinkedIn DM about the podcast or an email about finishing a course, you all don't realize how rare those are. And there are so many people, and I talk about this on social all the time, there are so many people that are 
I see them either by the course, but I never hear from them. Or I can see all the listeners on the show, but I never hear from them. So I'm like, I hope you're liking it. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's a great point. Just sharing have, feedback. Like, feedback. It's so valuable to the creators on the other side to know that you like it and it's helpful and it's valuable. So yes, I love that. Brilliant. Lauren, where can people reach out to you? Yeah. So on our website, heartsparkdesign.com, or you can follow us on Instagram. I've been quiet for a little while, but I'll start posting there again. And that's at heartsparkdesign. Awesome. Thank you. It's such an honor to work with you and just to be your friend and colleague. So I'm so grateful for you being here today. Great. Thanks for having me. This has been fun. Can you tell I love talking all things digital? To make this show better, I'd be so grateful for your feedback. Leave a review, take a screenshot of this episode, share it on Instagram stories, and tag Positive Equation with one E so I can reshare and connect with you.